let's dive right into it. Yesterday was a hell of a day in the market. It ended kind of poorly, if you ask me, but it was a great day. I know at the way end of our show, I briefly brought up how Plug was one of the pre-market movers. That stock ended up exploding at the open. I actually got in it pre-market at 5.98 and then it ended up trading all the way up to 7. I didn't hold up I didn't hold on to it all the way up to 7. I sold it on the way up, but then I actually shorted it at 7 and shorted it down to 6.75 and then added more and got it all the way down to 6.55. And I, I was really just playing it back and forth all day with plug. It, it was pretty cool watching the technical charts actually work on that, where it really was like clockwork watching that stock. Once it got up to seven, show serious resistance, couldn't break through seven, tried, and then started to stumble back down to 675-ish where it showed more resistance and then down to 655 where it ultimately closed the day. And then, I don't know if you guys saw this morning, but they got an upgrade to 14, which would be double where they're at now. So again, they're popping pre-market. I've been watching them all morning. I mean, they got all the way up to 740 and then came all the way back down and now they're trying to figure out what they're doing. It's kind of been trading in between. We got up to 752. That, what happened there? I thought you thought that thing was done. Well, it just shows you, you never know. And Mike, basically, selling. I think there was cluster selling by the insiders. So I don't think they knew what was going on. They never do. They're wrong almost every time. They upgrade, a stock goes down. I'm literally playing the exact opposite of these idiots. <laughs> they say something it's for i'd be doing the same thing making millions on television you know you put together a script people follow it and then behind closed doors you're going the opposite i also think there's something to be said for whether you're using Robinhood, E-Trade, just doing research on investing.com, whatever website you use, the way you're able to sort companies at the beginning of the day by the most active trading stocks in volume, and it, it kind of gives you a handle on which stocks are going to just be really active in the day, whether it's going to be on the upside or the downside. And that's where Plug yesterday like at the way end of our show popped right into that radar. And there's so many people that I think are looking at that, whether they're trying to day trade and get back and forth between short and long, or whether they're just trying to chase these stocks up on the way up. And that's what they're looking for is these pre market movers that are really going to move like this morning, just pulling it up right now. I mean, Dell, it, that'll be an interesting stock to watch. I, I didn't really tune in too much on their earnings. I saw that they were featured yesterday at the close on CNBC. It looks like they're having a nice pop pre-market. Well, yeah, they're dishing off. They're trying to get out of a, a big thing with their business. That That's what that was about. I think yeah, with they own, own a tech company that they're trying to uh, maybe sell. They're just trying to figure out how to get their stock up because it's been pretty dead weight for a while. So right now, Plug is the number one top traded volume stock that's up on the day, not total volume. You have companies that are trading higher volume and the website I've been using for it, I go back and forth between investing.com and market chameleon just because for whatever reason, they kind of show different things on there. But if you go to stocks and then you go to pre-market trading, it breaks it down between most active, 
gainers and then decliners. And I like to sort it out by volume. So I'll just put the up arrow on the volume and then it shows the ones with the highest volume all the way down. And, you know, again, plug really high volume stock today. And then there's obviously a bunch of these penny stocks on there, which I don't like to mess with personally, but I've been realizing more and more these last couple of weeks that this is a really interesting tool to use if you're trying to day trade at all to determine which stocks are going to give you the action where you actually could day trade. Curious, uh, Bob, I'll throw it to you. Do you do that at all or what are you really looking at? Today? Well, I, I do do it a little bit because, uh, you know, things have gotten to that point where you could actually make some money using, you know, those type of stocks. I still prefer to have a few names that I always deal in and stay away from new names. But, you know, plug is an old name. So I got a, an order out there right now to sell stock at 729. I don't know if I'm going to get off. Oh, you'll get off. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Oh, you're so you're back in plug. No, I'm trying to short it right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, it is a big short interest stock. It's hard to borrow. So the short sellers are obviously getting nervous with the action in it. And that drives in more buyers as they cover. Well, one thing yeah, I need to find a new plug. I'm tired. I have too many people hitting me up saying they bought plug. I have zero interest in it. I hate when everyone I know is in something. It makes me. I like being the opposite. Well, you know, one, one of the things about trading, and everyone always mentions this whenever you read about day trading, is you gotta not feel like you're missing something, because then I'll you'll force yourself to do stuff that you really don't want to do because you feel like you're not involved. Yeah, exactly. I like creating the scene, not being there late to the party. I like building the party. Definitely. Like there is something to be said, and this is a strategy I've been doing a lot over the last six days. And so far it's been working well and I'm really careful with it and set very, very strict stop limits. So if I'm wrong on the direction, I just completely get out of it with all my emotions aside. But an interesting strategy, especially in this market, has really been watch for these stocks that are popping with no rhyme or reason. And at this point, you could almost throw a plug into that and wait until that hype dies out, which is usually pretty, pretty quickly. And then if you get on the other side of the trade, those things start going down really, really quickly. And then you could watch them break through their different levels. And if you're on the short side, you could kind of see how panic sets in for people that tried to chase it on the way up. And if you bought a stock when it's already up 25% and makes it up to 45 and then it starts dropping, people start getting out. And it's a major opportunity that I think, you know, most people just uh, – the Robin Hood traders can't do that. They're not set up to do it. So you, you're that is an interesting way to play the other side of it. You know, case in point, if you take a stock that a lot of them were playing, it's called Translate Bio, and the symbol's TBIO. This stock traded uh, two days ago at um, just about 16 and change. And Big, I don't even know what the story was. The stock got up to 31 in the pre-market, 31.16 uh, yesterday. And it actually traded a little higher than that, I think. But regardless, it, it then started trading down. Um, it opened 
right around 25, this is yesterday now, ran up to 27 and change on all the hype. Wow, this stock's up huge. I got to get in. And then it went down the rest of the day, pretty much. I mean, it had a big drop to uh, 20, it got down to 22, right around 22. Had a little bit of a rally at the close, closed around 24 and a half. And it's rallied a little bit in the pre-market here, but everyone's going to be all over that stock today, one way or the other. That's going to be another one that is going to get a lot of activity. And I mean, to add to that, just based on what's been happening with other charts that are similar to this, in my opinion, this stock's heading way down. And yeah, maybe it gets more pop along the way, but I, I get they had funding for something with the government regarding a vaccine. I get all that, but these stocks still don't necessarily deserve, you know, 80 to 100% pops off of good news. That's just not how it normally goes. And that, you know, like, even with Plug, that's a company that, you know, they adjusted guidance slightly up yesterday. It wasn't anything crazy. And their stock goes up over 20%. It's it's not sustainable. And that's where everyone keeps talking about how the market's in this frenzy bubble. And all these stocks that keep getting blown up eventually come right back down. You look at Hertz, that was another stock I was short yesterday. I'm not in it anymore. I'm probably done with it at this point. But I mean... I doubt it. You'll be back in it. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, look at this chart and you hear all the analysts coming out saying this stock's most likely a zero stock. And if anything, maybe it gets down to 70, 80 cents. You've got Carl Icahn who sold off all of his positions at 79 cents. This has been an amazing short all the way from five and change all the way down. And if you've been in on that, it's been uh, as big of a gainer as you can really get off anything. So, I think as the market heats up more and more, there's starting to be more and more opportunities to do things like that. And I, I'm starting to think it's going to be a little bit harder to find winning stocks that continue to push up the momentum. Um, you know, yesterday, Penn had such a fantastic day. I actually think at some point it's going to be up today. I had a buy order in last night that didn't end up hitting when it was down over 3% which is a bummer because now it's down way less. But this is a stock I love day trading, and I'd be shocked if it doesn't pop today. Curious to hear your guys' thoughts on Penn after that massive run that it had yesterday. I think DraftKings is more likely to have money funnel in from Penn today from the news with the – you just saw something come out about their gaming app with gambling and the MLB season, uh, New Jersey – that just gave the green light for them. So that and the MLB season being a thing now, I expect a lot of this dumb Davy day trader money to immediately go into DraftKings today, kind of this ping pong where yeah. I'm expecting DraftKings to be trading probably at 40 bucks by the end of the day. Well, you know, what's interesting about DraftKings, it gets it got a lot of action post-market last night and pre-market. It got up to 39 55 this morning yeah it'll go above that there's a lot of i've heard i've had some texts last night and this morning that makes me pretty pumped 
where I, I just know there's a lot of dumb money funneling in there in the so, next hours. Like, <laughs> you know, I look at it because part of like my huge bull case, and you know, I've been big on DraftKings from day one, but part of what I've really liked about them is the fact that right now sports aren't happening. So it's a great speculative stock for things to get back to normal because there's no doubt sports are going to come back and they are that they look to be the company that's going to benefit the most from that. I, I know we were talking about this a little, but are you a, a little concerned that as things actually come back, people will start to look to take profits? So they're not. No, I think the exact opposite. I, I'm more, I've been in the camp of needing to see things coming back to jump hard on that. And I think that stock, when you hear whether it's a vaccine or us not needing a vaccine, with where things are going to be heading, with how quickly the pandemic has expedited federally legal gaming, I think this thing doubles from that news. If anything, I think it's been held back from what it could really do here. Like if we had a vaccine right now, DraftKings is trading over 50 bucks as we speak. So I think when you really break down the dynamics, there's a lot of unknowns that have kept more money out of it still, even though it's run up a lot. Yeah, the only thing you have to consider with that is there's a big gaming uh, group and a lot of money has flowed out of the Las Vegas Sands and Wynn into the DraftKings. Well, yeah, for good reason. You have young kids that are where you have to love DraftKings, all these people, even our age, like who these days compared to 10 years ago, going to Vegas, sure, it's appealing. But what's awesome is being able to make a bet like you're getting an Uber from your phone which was not even heard of when we were turning 21, when you think about it. So I, I think that that, I, I think young people now, even on Robinhood and that are like the cult followers of Portnoy, you're going to see way more just on-demand bets where people aren't even wanting to get on a plane. They're just doing stuff with their own friends. Yeah, but you're, you're talking about if they get a vaccine. As soon as even they- no, even without a vaccine. I think the on-demand culture we're in and the, just the instant gratification of tr- being able to possibly make money off action, it, it, there's no friction with that. You don't need to go somewhere to experience that. I, I think that at the end of the day, people want to be at the pool at, uh, at Wynn or somewhere in Vegas hanging out and uh, making bets while they're looking at pretty women in the yeah, pool. great, but that's awesome, and that's still being done from the phone. They're not going. They're going to just the looking at pretty women on their app. So I'm, it doesn't. I'm telling you, it's not the same. You you well, no, it's not the same. Video. What I'm getting at, DraftKings has way more reach. You can't bring a win pool girl around the world unless you have a really hot girlfriend that you're just bringing around with you. I'm the, what I'm getting at here. DraftKings, <laughs> it's way more global. Let's here. Let's let's move on here. We got a question from one of our uh, viewers about Madison Square Garden stock. I, I have it pulled up here, Bob. They uh, they want to hear your thoughts based on the chart. Hold on. Let me look at my chart. I have a hard time reading yours. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean it's interesting because you got the one year moving average close to around two hundred, and the stock's down at one fifty six. It looks like. If you ask me, a similar chart as USFD and Sabre and some of these stocks that look like maybe they're trying to get back on the bull run here after the dip and maybe you're like the last section of stocks to move higher, but curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah, this is interesting because someone um, who's a big, big Ranger fan told me about Madison Square Garden stock when it got down 
to about 190 if you see the move uh, where your arrow is right there. Um, actually, not the very bottom, but 190. Yeah. Do you see 190? Yeah. It's way below that. No, like, it, is, it is now, but that's when I heard about it. And I really didn't feel like, you know, why would I buy this? It's, you know, it seemed way too early. But down here, it looks, you know, from a fundamental point of view, maybe it's starting to get interesting. You know, you start thinking about the vaccine. But um, 148 and a half would be a double bottom. I would take a shot there if it gets back down there. And um, if it breaks, I would have a stop in there probably around, uh, I don't know, maybe 145 and walk away from it. But it could get a nice double bottom. And, you know, then you have real upside on any good news on a vaccine. But we all know what Madison Square Garden is. So how are they making money right now? Television rights. I, I'm sure they have a lot of money from TV. What's up? I'm going to bring up Live Nation, too, because I feel like similar but different. Obviously, they have different things that they could pivot to. But Live Nation is the event company where, you know, you buy tickets from them for big concerts, sporting events and whatnot. And this is a stock I've just been following closely because it was assembled down on Live Nation. It's LYV. LYV. Yeah, it was such a great stock. Like, if you just yeah, I like this chart. I like this chart better than Madison Square Garden. It looks like it's got a nice trend line. It's coming into the um, 50 day on the one year chart, which is 44.95. Um, that's where I would like to own it, right around 45. There you go. Those are some good ones. I'm, gonna... I'm liking, I think I'm, when you hear about this resurgence of Corona, pull up Honeywell. Cause I know that's something I know Papa has been a Honeywell guy for a while that I think that stock they are, they cranked up their N95 mask production. Well, you're, and, you're thinking of triple M I think. Is no, I'm not. I'm thinking of Honeywell. Doesn't triple M make the N95? Well, yeah, but Honeywell started doing that with all this. So uh, when you think uh, about it, they're actually set up here, I think, for a, a nice rally from all this news. Well, you know, it's funny. I punched in Triple M at the same time, and the chart is very similar. Um, well, you can. I think you can interchange those right now. With this news, you can probably take advantage of a, a bit of upside on both those stocks when you think about the how many new cases there are, and you're going to see people getting more masks. You know, people might have ordered some, run out maybe thought they didn't need as many as initially thought. I think masks are definitely here for the long run. So. I, I think uh, Triple M is more the mask play than Honeywell. I don't know what Honeywell's involvement is. In Honeywell that. started producing N95 masks. Can they even do that? I thought it yeah, was. They, they do it now. That's why I'm liking, I've been looking them up and that's something they're up to. So that's something well, I, I actually was thinking about the masks today. I think within a couple of weeks, the U.S. is going to make them mandatory. You know, forget the politics and all that bullshit. If I'm Trump's campaign manager, I'm literally pivoting and going hard with make America great again. Masks. I agree with you. That this is branding. I don't know. The mask idea is absurd. 
it's literally that that team he can easily pivot and win this in a heartbeat. He's been so dumb with his marketing lately. But yeah, I think this is this or 3M could be a good uh entry point going into this resurgence, which we know is happening. And it's clearly not it hasn't hit the market yet, but it will. Look at yeah, this. You kind of go, uh, you know, if they come up with a vaccine, they'll sell those stocks instantly. But until they I don't I don't think so, though, even with a vaccine, that doesn't mean you think that just means people stop wearing masks. No, not until they get the the vaccine. At that point, they I will. Mean, like you hear Adam Rafat say that a vaccine doesn't mean that it all of a sudden everything is great. No, <laughs> that's, that's where I think people misconceive the notion. Like when I've talked to a couple doctor friends vaccine that it doesn't mean it's going to be an absolute grand slam that works phenomenally well maybe we'll be like asia where people will just be wearing masks and it'll be the new norm well, i think you're going to see natural people that already like a percentage of the population are going to stick with this mask thing that are natural germaphobes or that we're trying to be triggered into that mode anyway mm -hmm. so that that's something to think about and i'm Looking back at plug here, I'm just I keep monitoring these pre-market movers to see if anything exciting pops up. I love getting back in plug after it dip it falls back. Well, I missed I missed my short by one penny. It got up to uh, seven twenty-eight after our conversation, and it's backed off again. Yeah, now it's at seven fifteen. I mean, this thing's moving pretty aggressively pre-market. I saw could I be was, a good day trade. It, no, that, exactly. That's kind of what I was saying. Is that the stocks that trade with high volume are good day trades. Like I day traded this all day yesterday and it, I don't think it's going to be the same type of day, but it could. And I, I saw this morning, I was watching the time and sales sheet tick by and I had high limits placed in just to see if there was high movers going on. And there was somebody that was selling millions of shares or millions of dollars worth at 715. Peter Tashman. <laughs> no, he wouldn't do that. There was uh, about five to six mil that was being unloaded. And I don't know if that's a significant amount. It seems like it's way more significant than the average amounts that you see back and forth, which are like $10,000 just changing hands all day long. You know, just to change the subject to the, the real side of the market, um, you know, we're looking at the market right now down about 180 on the Dow and Apple is almost back to unchanged on the day. And that is uh, still probably the best indicator for what's going to happen later. That stock came off probably six or seven dollars from the high yesterday. And I think people are really trying to figure out what the hell they do with their Apple Microsoft positions because it's becoming such a heavy weighting in people's portfolios. And, um, you know, I don't know, you know, we talked a little about options yesterday, but I think more and more people are going to be trying to hedge those positions over time here. Yeah. I mean, at some point, even with tax implications aside, if you look at a stock and if it's run up, you know, a hundred percent in a year, which I might be exaggerating, but I don't think I am. At what point is it just too good to be true? And you want to turn that 
digital numbers into hard cash. Oh yeah, at what point also do you not care about the gains and say, fuck it, I made a hell of a return here. I'm I'm dishing this thing. Like when I look at Amazon, how much I've made on that in three months. Sure, it's a great long-term anchor. Part of me is like, okay, am I being greedy here just holding all of this right now and and then waking up in two weeks and it's down 15%. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I mean- like that, what are your, what's your psychology around that where you have a, a situation like you just bring up here with Microsoft and Apple, does any part of you and over the years, have you ever sold off parts of the position instead of doing options? Yeah, what I, what I like to do is if I have any losses, I try to sell um, enough of let's say an Apple and counterbalance against the loss. What if you don't have losses? If you don't have losses, I'd rather try to use call options as a hedge rather than selling it off because then you have the option later to buy back that option that you shorted if the stock continues to go through the roof or let the stock go. And I like to do the options that are for the following year. So that way it's a, it's no tax consequence if mm-hmm. Stock go. I think so, that's great. I think that's a great strategy, especially right now, because normally, not normally, but in the past, Dad's thrown that at me as a strategy when I'm like just just got into a new stock as a way to possibly hedge it. Like I know I brought up Twilio a, a while back on here, but if you look at it now and you look at stocks that have run up to the point where you're asking yourself, okay, is this just starting to get too easy, which is normally a sign that maybe you're at the top, but at the same time, maybe it's not. Now it's interesting because you could probably get solid premiums if you're selling call options. Yeah, huge, huge premiums right now. because so the- let's, well, let's pull one up for an example for our viewers here, for Apple, say. Let's look and, at a well, I would look at the Jan. I don't know if you could get that on yours, Dan, but the January. Um, you know, if you're trying to hedge the position, you would probably do like the Apple 360s for January 2021. Yeah, but that see, that's what I don't like as much because yeah. then you're talking about basically wanting the stock to just stay around flat. It's well, well what I'm saying is, if you're really trying to hedge the position. If you yeah. want to take a risk that the stock's going to run up another 10%, you could look out at the 380s or something in that neighborhood. Um, Sorry, I don't know what just happened there. So you want to go to options? Yeah, I got to log back in. Just give me a quick second. I'll pull this yeah, up. Hedging doesn't excite me. I've never enjoyed hedging, even well, when I the sports bet a lot. Well, the, the, good thing, the good thing about hedging with the options is you don't have to just let it ride out. You could always buy back the option. If I also the- look at it as uh, like the way I'm kind of viewing it right now is an extra tool for swing trading. Like, Mike, I know we've been talking about an example when I was like, oh, get in Seattle Genetics when it was at like 150, I think it can run up to 175. What would have been a great idea is when we loaded up on Seattle Genetics at 150, knowing that we were just trying to ride it to 175, selling call options at 175, Mm -hmm. because then we're collecting the premium and we're selling anyway, because we already want to sell. And then if it doesn't go to 175, we're at least collecting the premium. If it does, 
double whammy, you know? So that's, I'm going to pull up the Apple one now, but that, that to me, I, I keep thinking about it in the morning and then I just get busy and forget to like look into them. And I almost feel like now I don't want to say that like I missed the chance, but when I was originally doing like the swing trading really, really hard, that's when, and still now, like if you're buying a stock for a swing trade and you think it's got 10% potential, it's and you want to sell it then when it goes up 10%, doing so here, here I'm looking at the January 21s right now for Apple. Um, they, they're trading around, um, you know, they don't open for a while, but 38. 36 is the middle range right now. That's the 365s. And that gives you, you know, pretty nice protection, a 10% downside for the stock. And it gets you out somewhere around uh, 400 based on the stock at uh, 365. So just to kind of spell this out for our viewers, what, what's happening here is if you were to do what he's talking about, and I just put buy, but you're going to want to sell. And you're basically trying to sell call options for January of 2021 at 365. That means one contract, which is a hundred shares. So you at least need a hundred shares to do this. You'd get paid $3,400 to commit to selling your shares of Apple if in January 15th of 2021, it's above 365. If it's below 365, you're just collecting the premium, which is the 3,400. And that's why Bob looks at it as a great hedge because it's gone up so high. And Dan, and can you clarify for the users? Everyone, you have to own in this position for every 100 shares is one. So for example, if you have a thousand shares, you could do 10 options. Exactly. And then you'd get paid 34 grand to just commit to selling those options. Obviously, the downside is if Apple runs up to 440, which it maybe will, but then you look at the 440. And this to me is where it's a little bit more interesting. Obviously, it's way smaller of a premium. But if you sell call options with a 440 strike price in January, you get eight grand. If it gets above 440, Great. At that point, are you kidding me? So, and if it doesn't, you still get eight grand. Yeah, and then you're obviously keeping Apple. So it's just an interesting way to. Yeah, but there's of course there's millions of ways to play options. But the main thing is you're trying to decide if you're going to sell the stock or hedge the stock. So if you're really thinking you sh you're trying to sell the stock, the correct way to probably play it is to pick a um, strike price below where it's trading. Definitely. So in a case like that, you're wanting if you're wanting to be a long-term holder of Apple, what Dan just highlighted probably makes way more sense, right? If you're not trying to get out well, of the no, stock. Well, well, no, because you're speculating then. The, you're not protecting your downside with what Dan's saying. No, you're, no, no. But, uh, no, no, but Mike's saying if you want to be a long-term investor, regardless of what happens, meaning if Apple might go to 200 in the short term, but 20 years from now, you know you're still going to own it, then right. I think- yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I'm talking about my, my argument on that is, though, let's say you sold the 350s, you get 42 points, which gives you that much more protection. And if the stock is trading, let's say- 350 in uh, you know when it expires you just cover the option at that point rather than let it go 
and you still own the stock and you hedged it at the same time over those six months. And then you could put out the January 22s. So I you, do like the Apple play of it. I, I, I think personally it'll be down from where it is now in January just because of until the election. Des- dust well, well, anyway, we could talk about this. Yeah, one. we got to we got to wrap this up here. What, what are our picks of the day? I'll start. I'm going to look to buy pen somewhere, maybe where it is. Uh, like I said, I think at some point today you'll see that stock back in the green. I think it could be a great day trading opportunity. I'd love to get it at 36.20. I don't know if it goes back down there. I'm going to just kind of keep my eye on it. You know, I think you could really possibly make a move with where it's at right now. Because again, I think that stock's positive at some point today. So that's my pick of the day, but not immediately. I'm going to watch it and I'm going to day trade it. Yeah, yeah I'll be day trading probably DraftKings today. I'm already long a ton for a swing trade, so I'm trying to time that well. And I'm also looking at Honeywell because I, I think I've been monitoring that stock for a while. This could be a good opportunity to get in. Yeah, I'm looking at Goldman Sachs to add right now. I like the way it acts compared to- How about to Wells Fargo? I don't like it as much. All right, well, let's, uh, let's get it today, guys. Yeah. Bye. All right. Day 